Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and we have Shiler from B1029, and we are recapping, discussing, dissecting some of the big Hollywood gossip and news from the week of August 7th, 2023. And obviously, we don't like to start with anything sad, but everyone has been talking about it. I'm sure you have seen it. The wildfire devastation in Maui. Um, As we're recording this podcast, uh, right now, at least 96 people have been killed in the in the wildfire. And from what I understand, the estimated loss right now is like right now, six billion dollars. That's billion with a B. Six billion dollars. I mean, it is insane. I mean, we my wife and I saw it all on TikTok videos of uh, one of the historic towns there. Um, uh, oh, gosh, begins with an L. Um, Lahaina. Yes. Um, just gone. I mean, they they have like the before and after. And I'm, I'm sure you've seen the video or photos and videos too of like the before of what it looked like, like last year, two years ago versus what it looks like now. I mean, it's just gone. I mean, there is nothing there. It's insane. Devastating. Yeah. And one of the things that we saw on TikTok, and I, I'm sure you had you did too, Shyler, was a lot of the people on the island, you know, giving updates, you know, telling people what's going on. But one of the main messages that they were consistently saying was, don't come here. Talking yeah. to tourists. Don't come to Maui. And it makes yeah. sense because, I mean, you're talking about people who's lost their homes, their businesses. I mean, there were there are people that literally had to jump into the ocean to escape the fires for some of them. Yeah. Um, and so those people that are displaced have to go somewhere. And so what the the natives on the island are trying to do is allow hotels resorts to you know for those people to go somewhere instead of the tourists taking up those places having the the re- the, the, the residents on the island have somewhere to go yeah it has been people... go ahead it, it's just been like insane and like to see like some of the figures because someone broke it down on tiktok and i i had seen that um they're like a a, a guesstimate of about eleven thousand people that are either displaced or part of the missing population um, from mm-hmm. the island of Maui and total the leftover if you take Maui out of the equation because you have to the other available like resort rooms and hotel rooms is only 9,500 wow. so it's you've got 11,000 people displaced and potentially only 9,500 rooms that are available on the neighboring islands of Hawaii so there's there is potentially a crisis there within just the the people like that they, they need to take care of right now. And then there's people that are like, but I don't want to give up my vacation. I made my tourist dollars. It, it stimulates the economy. We don't need that right now. We need to take care of the people that have been like absolutely destroyed by mm-hmm. these wildfires. It's absolutely devastating. Yeah. My parents were just there in January. Wow. My parents texted me a bunch of pictures of when we when we were there and then like pictures that they had just seen on the news and it is like the comparison is haunting yeah yeah it's 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 insane to just see the before and after and just see the devastation and jason momoa he's a hawaiian native 
he even went on his Instagram and has a video of some of the scenes from the wildfires. And in big white letters over the video, it says, do not travel to Maui. Now, and um, in the post, he says, do not convince yourself that your presence is needed on an island that is suffering this deeply. Mahalo to everyone who has donated and shown aloha to the community in this time of need. And he also uh, shares some other uh, tag or uh, handles for people to kind of follow for more information. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he said, Maui is not the place to have your vacation right now. Do not travel to Maui. And that, that's basically been the message of everyone, you know, in, in the area on Maui or the surrounding islands. Just don't come here. Isn't it Now's sad that we have to have that conversation? Isn't it sad that we have to, like, tell people that? Like, yeah. I don't know. To me, it, it, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's like if I had a vacation, I mean, if I had a, a vacation scheduled for New York city in September of 2001, I think I'd make other arrangements. You, you know, it's like when, yeah. when a disaster happens, you know, you have to, I mean, you know, we understand, you know, we have to take care of our people locally. We have to make sure that, you know, we're all right here at home. And that's what I would want those communities to be doing. I don't need to insert myself. Oh, take care of me too. That's so, it's so weird that we have to make this distinction and say, hey, this island just was destroyed by wildfires. Maybe don't have a vacation here. Like why, why is that not everyone's first instinct? To just be like, I'm not, this is not the time. (laughs) Because it's not. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, you got people that are displaced and, I mean, they got a place they, you know, they need to have a place to go to also. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, um, also the rock Dwayne Johnson, he obviously spent time growing up in Hawaii as well. Um, shared a video, you know, obviously thinking and, and all of the first responders, uh, healthcare teams, um, you know, give showing his support and such. Um, also I saw that, uh, Oprah, of all people, Oprah. Gotta love um, Oprah. Oprah actually was denied access to an emergency shelter on Maui. I guess she was there with a CBS camera crew, uh, kind of covering the aftermath, and I, I think also trying to help out. But mm-hmm. in a statement, the county of Maui said, quote, out of respect for those who have come to seek safety and shelter at emergency sh- shelters, our policy remains that no media are given access. We welcome Oprah to continue to uplift our community spirit and give her aloha to victims of the tragic disaster and appreciate her understanding of our policy of no camera crews or reporters in our emergency shelters. That's fair. Yeah. Um, she, I guess she brought um, some uh, hygiene products, towel sheets, pillows, water. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean these people don't need to have the camera shoved in their face. Yeah. Well, and when you go to an emergency shelter, that that needs to be like like they are doing the residents. Yeah. And it needs to be a safe place. Like these people have lost everything. I'm going to have a I'm going to have an emotional breakdown. You know what I mean? I'm going to be in that shelter kind of coming to terms with what has just happened to, you know, my homeland. And, you know, not only like if especially if you're you're from there, if you're (laughs) if you're a native Hawaiian, like that's an emotionally devastating thing. You've lost your home, your everything. You don't need anybody, let alone Oprah, with the following that Oprah has in your face. Like, how do you feel right now? Oh, aren't you so sad? Like, we don't need to capitalize off that. We don't need to market that. 
No. And Oprah doesn't need a camera crew to do the right thing. So, I mean, it, I don't believe that it's like a PR thing. Like, look at me giving, giving these products to the people in need because that's what she does anyway. But I'm glad that they, they made sure that that emergency shelter was still a safe mm-hmm. place for their residents. Yeah. I don't so know if that was like the intent behind it, but to me, like, no, that's just yeah. not a place for. No, not, no, that's not a place for that. Yeah. Um, but obviously we're, we're obviously our thoughts are with the people of Maui and, and on the Island there. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date as far as we know on the next episode, but that's, that's where it stands right now. Um, so Tory Lanes, if you remember back in 2020, the alleged shooting with Megan Thee Stallion, there was an argument. Step, uh, there's an argument. Well, it was in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, you. There was even some footage of it too, where there was an argument. You see Megan walk out or step out of an SUV. Tory Lanes apparently shot at a Megan Thee Stallion. Obviously, didn't strike her, but he was sentenced to 10 years in prison for that shooting. He did strike uh, her. Oh yes, that's right. He did strike her. Yes, you're right. Yeah, he was Sorry. trying to. He told her to dance for him. That's right. Yeah, he did. You're right. That's right. And shot at the ground. He said he didn't mean. Well, he he says he didn't do it. And that, but no. Well, uh, court says otherwise. Yeah, court does say <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, he was found guilty. Um, he did ask for mercy in the sentencing. He asked the judge for mercy, or for he asked for probation or a minimum prison sentence. And he took responsibility for everything I did wrong that night. He also said that he still cares for Megan Thee Stallion and still cares for her to this day. But the judge says that, you know, it was difficult to reconcile the good person Tory Lanez was described to be versus the person he was that night when he fired the gun at Megan. He said, quote, actions have consequences and there are no winners in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I know that that was one thing Megan she, she didn't want to really talk about it. No, and, she was really emotionally messed up from that. Yeah, she was and she still is and she yeah. you know wants to get past it and not be scarred or or you know have that always looming over her. Um so I mean she got some justice in this case. Yeah, what was he like, actually sentenced to? 10 years. Ten years in ten prison. Ten years. Yeah. Ooh. Now he was given credit for ten months that he's already served since his conviction in December. But yeah, he'll he'll spend ten years in prison. So, did you hear? So he had like friends and family, you know, write to the judge. You know, you're right. allowed to you know, to do that. You know, they're a good person. Mm-hmm. Please show him mercy. Iggy Azalea, yes, to his defense, yes. <laughs> Which I was and kind of surprised at when I read. I'm like, what? Yeah. Did you, did you not just? Do you not remember what happened? It's like she's begging for a diss track from Megan The Stallion. Like she's yeah. like, she's like, please make me relevant again. <laughs> Write I a know. song about me. You know, it's I don't I don't get it. And wrong and time it's, for that. Yeah, and it's so ironic because he says like, oh, I take full accountability, full responsibility. But then in his statement after he got sentenced, he says, I didn't do it. Did you notice that? Yeah. So it's like, yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. He's saying, well, I, I, yeah, he's like essentially saying I was a jerk, but I didn't, I didn't fire the gun. It's like, oh, okay. Well, so she got shot. The the person that, that, 
that that's you in the photo is not you? Because it didn't TMZ or somebody have like footage or photos from the incident? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Look, look, don't don't say you did. Look, we have you right here. There's evidence of you right here with the gun shooting at Megan the Stallion. And maybe I live under a rock, but and I understand, you know, I'm I'm on a pop station. So of course I know Megan the Stallion and I know her music, but I don't know who Tory Lanez is. Yeah. I did not know who Tory Lanez was until he shot Megan the Stallion. And then I was like, what? Yeah, you're like, wait, who is this Tory Lanez person? Yeah, I was I'm I I was thinking this is like an everyday like Joe, like just some random guy. I was like, I have no idea who this dude is. Yeah. Well, you won't be hearing a and lot why was he? for the next 10 years. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> okay. Natalie Portman, Benjamin Millipier. It's not Millipede, which I learned. It's Because <laughs> he is French. Um, if you remember, uh, gosh, it was earlier this year, the two... Um, they were going to try, or at least allegedly the reports, they were going to work it out because Benjamin uh, was having an affair with a, uh, a a climate activist. And her name is uh, Camille. Oh, I'm I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name. Etienne, maybe? maybe that's how you pronounce it. Uh-oh. This was back, yeah, this was back in June that there was uh, rumors that he was having an affair with this uh, climate activist. And at the time... Portman was reported that she was going to try and, and and get and help, you know, or work it out with Benjamin. Another source says that she was unsure. Well, now a source told us weekly that after the affair came out, they tried to work on their marriage, but right now it ain't happening. So they have separated since. And uh, I believe it was uh, Daily Mail spotted her without her wedding ring on recently. So, yeah. It's not looking good between uh, Natalie and Benjamin. And the two met uh, back in 2009 on the set of Black Swan. That's how that's how they met. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they've been together for a while. Well, it's like it. everybody's breaking up. What is going on? I, I you know, you know, usually they call it the, you know, summer of love, but mm, uh, yeah, not it's, this year. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, I was under the understanding this is hot girl summer, so... Natalie's like, I know I'm late, but I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. Um, also, some sad news for Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is one of those actresses that we, you, you always kind of root for, especially after her previous marriage to to Jesse James. Yeah. Yeah. She's been very uh, like private. Yeah, she has. I mean, and, and she look, she she was in the um the netflix show or uh movie bird box she had that uh, movie that just uh, came out last year with uh, channing tatum we watched it too what was that movie oh called? what was that what about the she was an author i watched yes. that too daniel yeah. radcliffe was lost in city it. lost city yeah oh, that's it yeah the lost city and you know what honestly she is kind of funny you know, like she she could she can go probably be in a movie with some of the, you know, more known comedic actresses like Melissa McCarthy. Um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Tina Fey. You know, I, I would love to see her in something like that down the road because I think she is funny. 
when you put her in a funny type of movie, like the Lost City is kind of like goofy. Yeah. And Channing Tatum did a great job too. Yeah, she's great with her deliveries because she's got like that snark and sass. Yeah. So she's able to like translate that so well. I mean, Miss Congeniality, she's always oh, been like yeah. really good at those little quips and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, she had, uh, she was, she had been with her uh, partner boyfriend, Brian Randall, since 2015. And sadly, he passed away after a battle with ALS. Um, he had been battling it for uh, three years. And he passed away on August 5th. Um, he was 57. So they met in 2015. So yeah. He, when uh, Oddly enough, he, was, he, fo- he photographed a uh, birthday party for her son, Louis, or Louis. Yeah. And they, uh, they took the relationship public, you know, later that year. But yeah, that, that's sad that uh, her boyfriend passed away. I've, well, gosh, they've been together since, well, 2015-ish. So, you know, almost eight years. Yeah. That is so sad. I mean, 57, that's far too young. And, oh, yeah. And even his family had made a statement, or I think it was his sister had said, like, that Sandra mm-hmm. had been the one taking care of him all these years as he, as his disease progressed. You know, she was right. really there for him and helped him. So it really and, shows that this was, and the fact that we didn't know hardly nothing yeah, about it. It was very, very private. Very that, private. That's how you know the relationship is good when you oh, don't yeah. know nothing about it. Nope. Uh-uh. No, you don't. And then we learned more about another potential rumored romance between Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. Now, if you remember this earlier this year, Sydney mm-hmm. Sweeney, Glenn Powell, they're going to be co-starring together in the upcoming rom-com called Anyone But You. And I think Sydney's actually Sydney's the one that actually wrote it. I like she's she's the one behind it from what if I remember reading this correctly. Oh wow, that's fancy. Yeah. Yeah. And now you know Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria. Okay. And Glenn Powell uh he was in a relationship and then obviously things didn't work out and some were saying that it was because of his work with Sydney Sweeney saying that maybe there was some off-screen things going on. And there was a TikTok video of what showed Sydney on his lap and he was doing like a little dance dip thing with her. So you're like, ew, that I mean when co-stars kind of pal around, you don't really see that as much. Even dancing with the stars, like you don't you don't see that. I mean you see them doing like rehearsal, but you just don't see that in like the 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 green room <laughs> and like, Hey, let's put this on TikTok. We're, we're just going to start. Yeah. It doesn't look like two co-stars just having fun. That looks like two co-stars having fun in another way. Yeah. But, they were very cozy and comfortable. Yes. Yes. So after rumors had kind of gotten going, um, director Will Gluck says, and this is in a variety interview about it. Sydney Sweeney was featured in variety. The director, Will Will Gluck, says, quote, Sydney is brilliant at a lot of things, including how to deal with social media. She didn't emotionally internalize it. It was crazy, but after a while, it became normal. So when asked about this, Sydney Sweeney said, quote, that's what people want. Glenn and I don't really care. We have so much fun together and we respect each other so much. He's such a hard worker and I'm a hard worker. We're excited for the press tour. I literally just left ADR with him. We talk all the time. So, and then 
when asked about the narrative that the media kind of created, like, oh, well, these two are in a relationship, she says, quote, they want it. It's fun to give it to them. She didn't really deny it. Mm. It's almost like, oh, no, well, that's what they want, so we're just going to do that. Uh, if he's if if one of them's in a committed relationship, you don't do that. No. Now, at the time, obviously, Glenn was separated, but still, it, it it's cringy because you know that one of them was allegedly in a relationship, and then you two are working on this movie, and yeah, there's some chemistry there for a rom com. We get it. That's I mean, obviously, if there's no chemistry in the movie, it's not going to be a good movie. Yeah. But that's your work. And if the work kind of starts bleeding over into personal, I don't I don't agree with you. Just give it to them. That I, I think you just kind of kill it right there. It's like, no, we're not together. No, it's just you don't you don't play into it. Because then you get people thinking, oh, well, they actually are. You can't backtrack on it later. Well, and that's that's what it is. It's like playing coy about this is not cute. Like, that's no. not like we're not. This is not a cute thing. This is, you know, potentially a PR nightmare. We're learning this with Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater. Like, we don't need to be playing coy about people's personal lives. And. This, yeah, you, you, yeah, you've got to make like a solid stance. Right. Um, Powell's girlfriend at the time, her name was Gigi Paris. And people were kind of thinking that they were together. Um, but apparently they had broken up a few times and had been on the rocks since then. Um, I guess he, he did because they they were filming any anyone but you in Australia. Um, she even came to Australia to kind of visit, but then they both decided to break up. And some thought that Sydney Sweeney was the re the reason because Gigi allegedly unfollowed Sweeney from social media. But according to an article from People back in April, that that that's not really the case. But then again, you know, if, if, look, if Glenn was single, fine. You know what? You two want to, hey, we're, you know, having fun or whatever. You two are single. Cool. Well, but don't, but don't say that, you know, he's allegedly in a relationship or not, or whatever, the, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And you're, you know, one, oh, we just give it to him. It, it, it's fun. You know. No, that there's a danger to come with that. Yeah. And it's, I just don't understand why, like, that's a good look. Like, we're, you know, as we've, like I've said, as we've seen with Ariana Grande, you know, she's kind of a pariah at this moment. Like, yeah, we don't want to align ourselves with public figures if they're going to behave in this really upsetting way. So why? I don't understand why you would fan the the flames like that, I guess. Yeah. Unless she's just trying to be like a bad girl, like, <laughs> look at me. Yeah. And, and look, Sydney Sweeney's <laughs> young. Um, I don't, 
outside of Euphoria, don't know much about her. Um, yeah, me either. I feel like she comes off as a little flirty. And maybe, I, I maybe, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, that, that, that quote in Variety just didn't, didn't give me good vibes. Like, mm, I, I don't agree with the way that, that, that was done, but you know what? Again, she's young. Maybe she'll learn from this and maybe that's just, you know, like with Ariana Grande, maybe that's just her. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have kind of like a double wah. I mean, we usually don't do this, but just because of this week, it was just kind of like two wah stories. So the first one, Cardi B, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, performing in Vegas, had liquid thrown at her. She didn't like that through her microphone. She was cleared of battery because there was a case actually an investigation opened into it. But the the promoter or the, or the club that actually hosted Cardi had the mic and put it up for auction on eBay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they they put the mic up for eBay. The bid started, uh, the the, the bid started at $500. It sold for $99,000. Good grief. Yes. The mic that she threw at somebody sold at auction on eBay for $99,000. Now it was going to go to charity, uh, to benefit the Wounded Warrior Project and Friendship Circle Las Vegas. But crazy that they but you know what you figured that it makes sense like look as much attention as that story got someone yeah. somewhere is gonna pay for a microphone that cardi threw at somebody at a performance although from what i understand because i read that the payment didn't go through so it oh, might still no. be might be going back up on the auction block. <laughs> so keep okay. an eye out if you want the the assault and battery microphone from Cardi B. <laughs> so the uh yeah, the um the auction closed on Tuesday, August 8th, received over 120 bids. <laughs> so I mean, starting with $500 and going to 99,000 is like, "Whoa." Now, maybe this is just me, but I feel like in, Nothing against Cardi B, but I feel like ninety nine thousand is a, a little much for a, a microphone that she threw at somebody at a at a club performance in Vegas. Well, yeah, because it's not even like I mean, it's not like it's a Taylor Swift microphone where it's bedazzled or you know colored right. and whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just like I mean, it's not like the microphone that she threw at the Super Bowl that hit you know some <laughs> quarterback or something. You know, it's like it's just a microphone that she because she got mad she threw it at somebody yeah you know but yeah i feel like 99 000, like holy cow ninety nine thousand dollars for a microphone uh unless they I, wanted yeah, to be like oh it's for charity well yeah i mean then just I cut a check like, for a charity yeah like here you go here's a <laughs> microphone that was used in a you know potential battery is <laughs> look we're, we're doing i mean if you're turning negative into a positive i guess that's a way to do it yeah i guess yeah, but if you if what you write is true, then we'll maybe see it up on the auction. Maybe we'll go for more. Who knows? I wonder if maybe that's what it was, is that maybe the, the auctioneer like canceled it and was like, no, nah, we can do better than this. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm not done with my viral moment. Let's try it yeah. again. <laughs> All right, and finishing up with our final WAS story. So we, we teased this last week because 
we we keep making predictions and they keep happening. Uh, last week, we talked about how we made the prediction about Taylor Swift, you know, being the one to save our economy and having more dates for the Eras Tour, which she did. And they included stops in New Orleans, Indianapolis, Miami for 2024. Um, Charlotte talked about 19, her next album, getting another Taylor's version on 8-8, which she did announce on 8-9 that she's going to have her version of 1989 coming out later out this or coming out. I think it's in October of this year. And it's October 27th. Yes. So Shiloh's already got it uh, in her Amazon cart ready to go. Oh, yeah. I already did the pre-sale. Got it. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm on there. <laughs> and speaking of pre-sale, so last uh, last Friday, which would have been um, August 11th. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. The tickets for the 2024 dates went on sale. And we found out that Shiloh had had her codes. <laughs> I I am a verified fan on Ticketmaster. So so first off, did you get a code? No, I did not. You got waitlisted? Not only did I get waitlisted, but I got like completely thrown off to the side. Like so you got, didn't get tickets for any shows? And neither did my brother. So I mean, I was thinking Wyatt Whoa. is for sure gonna get a code for Miami. And I'm for sure going to get a code for Indy. And that way, if one of us fails, the other one shall prevail. Like, we'll just, we'll figure that out. If Wyatt can't get tickets, I'll, I mean, if Wyatt can get tickets, I'll go down to Miami and see it with them. Or I'll get tickets and they'll come up and see it with me. Um, no, big fat goose egg for, for both of us. <laughs> wow. I so, yeah. am not okay. <laughs> it's been a really rough weekend. Oh. I'm joking. I'm not actually crying, but yeah, it you were, sucked. You were, a little, you were a little disappointed. Oh, I'm devastated. Like, I, I cannot express to you enough. Like, I was so disappointed that I couldn't get tickets or that I couldn't make the show work in Chicago this year. Because the dates, I think I was in, I think I was in Mexico at that time. I was on vacation. Um, so I couldn't go to when she was you know, somewhat close in Chicago. And I was like, for sure, like, I'm not, I'm not going to miss out on this next opportunity. And yeah, I did. I missed out. Wow. And my well, husband so and I, he knew I was devastated. So he actually got onto StubHub last night. So, so everything, so Ticketmaster, from what I understand, um, is they're, they're reporting sold out numbers for all of these shows. So I can't even get onto Ticketmaster now and try to buy tickets. But StubHub is a second or, you know, third-party resale site, essentially. And for an obstructed view for one seat behind the stage, behind the jumbotrons and everything, <laughs> $1,100. What? I swear, that's, yeah. because that Brandon insane. knew. Yeah, Brandon knew how upset I was. He's like, I'll get you. Like, we'll figure it out. He's like, I'm going to look on these resale sites. I was like, no, because they're going to be ungodly expensive and i'm just like no i'm not i can't i'm not doing that like, i i will i will i would love to go and see taylor swift but you're not gonna make a schmuck out of me you know what i mean <laughs> like, right i'm not just gonna throw away money for this and then you know plus like it, it's indie so you're still gonna have to get a hotel room you're still gonna have you know dinner or drinks or whatever i'm gonna need a new outfit like it's gonna be expensive 
And he looked up those seats, $1,100 a piece behind the stage. You don't even get to see Blondie. You get you get to hear her. Yeah. And that's about it. Which is fine. Like, but I would I would maybe pay, you know, two fifty for behind the stage just to kind of be in there and listen to it. Cause I know right. she puts on a great show, but I mean. Yeah, so also, I'm on I'm on StubHub right now. And for the uh, November second, twenty twenty four date at Lucas Oil Stadium. The cheapest ticket is in section 606, which is nosebleed corner. You might catch her like when she walks more out toward the end of her stage, uh-huh. like that kind of seat. Yeah. 11.97 a ticket. That's $1,197 per ticket. See? It's just. What is the bonkers? Like section H is right in front of the stage. Oh, well, the cheapest is just like just under $2,900 per ticket. 2,900? Yeah. Each. I was seeing stuff for Chicago when I was looking for them in Chicago. I was seeing on StubHub $50,000. Granted, it's like front row or VIP or, you know, it's some kind of like really bougie package, but yeah, $50,000 on the real resale sites. That's insane. That is crazy. We had someone here in our station actually get a code for, uh, I think it was the November 1st show and got in and then it just it locked, basically locked up on her. Yep. So, Oh, ticket master. I'm devastated. The saga continues. But, I mean, obviously with Taylor Swift, there's always some sort of news outside of being disappointed you didn't get tickets. And there's a rumor that, that just came out from uh, Inside the Magic, which I've read some things from Inside the Magic, so I would take this with a grain of salt, first of all. But it would be cool if this became true because there's a rumor from Inside the Magic reporting that Taylor Swift is going to join the MCU. What? Yes. Now, as you know, Taylor Swift is besties with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And Ryan Reynolds, as we all know, is Deadpool. And there's that Deadpool 3 movie that they're working on. And Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. So now the report is that Taylor is going to make an appearance as a mutant called the Dazzler in Deadpool 3, making her a part of the MCU. That's insane. Of course, it's the Dazzler. Yes. Now, if you don't know who the Dazzler is, um, which honestly, Taylor Swift, the Dazzler, like, oh, that makes sense. She like shoots spark sparks out of her fingers. If you remember the uh, X-Men uh, cartoon Jubilee, she's basically Jubilee, except the Dazzler's blonde and wears like a leather jacket and has like a uh-huh. blue jumpsuit or something like that. It's like, oh, okay. If, if Taylor Swift is going to play any mutant, it's going to be Dazzler. Yeah. Objectively beautiful. Bedazzled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just shooting sparklers out of her fingers. But you know what? Because it's Deadpool and allegedly that, you know, if you've seen the previous Deadpool movies, Disney's basically allowing Ryan Reynolds to kind of keep that same Ryan Reynolds comedy in Deadpool. It's like, I want to see how Taylor Swift fits because, look, 
we all know Taylor Swift, kind of the, you know, the, the kind of good, goody two shoes in a way, you know, very. And yes. then you throw Ryan Reynolds into the mix. It's like, oh, how is this going to play out? Well, the thing is, are we, like, we yeah, going to see Taylor Swift throwing f bombs left and right in this movie for the the appearance she's going to make? You know what? You know she is Miss Americana. Like she is like that wholesome, just good girl. But yes. she's also, but she's, but just like we got, like, you know Taylor Swift's debut album where she's Goody Two Shoes or Fearless or Speak Now, where she's you know still in her country era and her still like good girl image. We also got Reputation. Where she's a little bit of a bad girl. And she does sometimes cuss in some of her songs. And she can, I will say, she is, she's funny. She is, like, very funny off the cuff. And I I think she, I think she could deliver, like, some sass. Yeah. And make it, like, genuinely believable. Right. Now, like I said, take this with a grain of salt, but what I hope happens, like, after this report comes out, you just don't hear a word. Obviously, they, they, they're not filming right now because of the strike still going on. But I hope, like, nothing else comes out about this until we see the movie. And all of a sudden, we're just like, <gasps> you know, and then we think back to when we first talked about this, you know, on this day in 2023. Because in Deadpool 2, if you remember, Brad Pitt makes a brief cameo and no no one knew about it until it happened. So I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, really special, like, Oh my God type of cameo. How is she supposed to do this though? When she's literally on tour for the next year, she's already been on tour for almost a year. Look, it's Taylor Swift. I'm sure she'll either phone it in or they'll just go to wherever she is, put her in front of a green screen and just do what she's got to do. Or you know what? Who knows? Maybe they just go. Maybe it's all actually part of Deadpool three. They're at one of her shows. Who knows? Stop. <laughs> Everyone's like, why is Deadpool and Wolverine here? Imagine. Oh, that would be. Oh, mm, Okay. Because we're they, because yeah. Ryan yeah, Reynolds has already leave. been on the Airs tour. Yeah, and we're gonna leave it right there. That's where we're gonna leave it as we <laughs> as we end this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Where we discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week. You can listen to all of our previous episodes at b1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe too as we drop new episodes every Tuesday. For Shiler, I'm Joe from B1029. We will talk to you again next week.